Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi there, this is the Daily Home Edit, the daily podcast from the team at Home Beautiful Magazine. I'm Features Editor Holly Byrne. Welcome to the studio, Colour Queen Julia Green. Thank you, Holly. Now, today I want to get your expert advice on some very popular colour myths. Well, they might not be myths. I'm hoping you can help me with that. The first Uh, rule we hear a lot is blue and green should never be seen. Now, what's your take on that one? Am I allowed to insert some sort of sad face emoji there? Um, (laughs) I think blue and green should always be seen. I think they're the most amazing colour combination in the entire world and you just need to look at the ocean to figure that out. So I don't know where that came from. It's a complete and utter misconception. So that is a myth. (laughs) I'm going to call that one a myth, absolutely. Second, using dark colours shrinks a room or makes it feel smaller. Oh, yes and no. Look, I have seen it both ways, to be honest, uh, because I think sometimes by uh, by painting a room dark, it can feel cocoon-like, which is quite cosy, which is enough to make you feel like you might be in a smaller space, I guess. But on the flip of that, I think it's all about scale. So I have, I personally have a room at the back of my house, which is a cocoon, and it because it is painted in a very, very dark Um, almost inky black and yeah I have really high cathedral ceilings and that sense of space uh, and they're all uh, wood panelled I should say so there's a breathing space between that uh, and the black walls and it doesn't feel like I'm uh, I'm in a smaller space at all it feels quite vacuous actually but nonetheless still has a sense of warmth to it and I think that's that's the thing about darker colours they I I feel like they they make you feel really cocooned in Um, but I don't think cocooned in needs to mean it's a smaller space. I think there are other ways to counteract that feeling with other clever decorating decisions, like big rugs in small spaces, for instance, in a dark room, which will draw your eye out to the edges and make you think you're in a bigger space than what you are, even though the walls are dark. Perfect. Number three is the 60-30-10 rule, that is using three colours at a ratio of 60%, 30% and 10%. What are your thoughts on that one? Oh, yeah, I'll take that or leave it. I, I've seen it work for some and then for others that ratio could be completely uh, yeah, inappropriate. I, I, I'm not sure colour should be as prescriptive as that where, you know, you're working to such, you know, solid percentages. I think it's making too much of a science out of it. I think colour is more instinctual and you should use it uh, as per you see fit. And if that means you're going 90-10, then go hard on 90-10 if that works for you. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm not really into, you know, such specific equations when it comes to colour. I love that. And finally, and I think I know your answer to this one already, clashing mm-hmm. pattern as a bad thing or is it a good thing? Well, it can be good and bad depending on who's uh, who's got the, the Guernsey to do it um, because for some people pattern clash does come very naturally and they, they commit to it and they take that theme from the moment you open the door right through to the end of the home and it feels deliberate and it feels fabulous actually. It's quite a 
a fascinating walkthrough when you get into a home where people have really experimented with that. I, I personally find it so um, interesting to be in homes like that. But the people that aren't committing to it um, look like they've made a few little accidents along the way or they might have had a go at a pattern clash but stopped where they started and then not carried that through the home. And that's when it can be, a, I guess, a no-no because it's not really something that's necessarily had the impact that it was set out to make. It's probably something that can make a lot of people pretty nervous as much as they might like the idea. What are your tips yes. to doing it successfully? I think the bed is a really good place to practice this because it can be quite isolated and getting away with mixed linen on a bed these days almost classifies itself as creating a piece of artwork in the room. So that's a really good place to experiment uh, what a pattern clash can look like and, and live with it in a confined space and get away with it. And then if you find that it's really working and your eyes are so interested and you, you love it and you're fascinated by it too, you might start to introduce more of those pattern clashes, for instance, in um, your different textiles on the couch rather than going for block colours. Uh, you might start to just introduce, you know, a really interesting curtain in one room that ties back to a pattern clash in another. So I think, you know, I think going gradually and, and making sure you like living like that and you like living with that many different points of interest to the eye is important because I know, for instance, in my house I can only get away with so much pattern clash because I actually want my eye to rest somewhere. At times I just need to look at something that is a blank and have a have a place for my eye to just have a moment, <laughs> whereas some people – uh, and some people don't like that at all. They just want pattern every which way they look. It's so personal. But if you're going to do it, again, commitment is the key. Jump right in the deep end. <laughs> That's it, straight in. Perfect. Thanks so much for your time today, Julia. Thanks for joining us in the studio again. My pleasure, Holly. That's a wrap for the Daily Home Edit today. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com